This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chuck Freeman uh, live from Toronto, Canada, joining us uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Now, Chuck, I- I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, the Toronto Raptors look quicker than the Bucks. Did it look like that in person? It sure did. I just finished up the most my most favorite part about going to Canada. Leave, ever had, I leaving? Hope I, get the, I hope I get this name right. I had some Canadian poutine, is it called? Poutine. <clears throat> poutine. Very good. Yes. There you go. I got that right. I thought the favorite part of Canada was maybe taking a knees out on Drake. Well, you know what? Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but Giannis's agency has said that, you know, calling him disrespectful. Jake is, uh, Drake is even more than disrespectful. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. And the Bucks need to address that yeah the nba and i hope they do uh they've addressed the, you know less issues this is an issue this guy's a problem bucks have obviously you know the raptors to worry about but drake is an issue on the sideline i saw it first and foremost the last two times uh last two nights here and uh they gotta fix that um this team just looked shell-shocked last night at the end of that ball game they looked like they didn't have an answer did they look uh, throughout the game as the game wound on and you started to see that lead increase from toronto as if the bucks just didn't have an answer for whatever it is toronto was doing yeah for the first time i saw a little doubt in the bucks eyes last night on the court i saw a little doubt and that happened in the fourth quarter i saw a little doubt in their eyes though, and a little they were staggered a little bit um, the Raptors hit him with a howitzer, and the Bucks did not have a counter in return. So, yeah, they, they, I think there's, there's a little self-doubt. The players will deny that, but I think I saw a little doubt, self-doubt last night at one point when, you know, nothing was going right for them. You know, Brogdon was missing shots. Right. So continued to struggle. And, uh, yeah, they, they lost some of their mojo last night. I don't care what any of those guys say. It certainly looked to, to me, and I've seen this team play so many times over this season and many years, that they lost the mojo last night. Did uh, Let me ask you this. What was it like in that locker room? Were there guys that, that seemed shell-shocked as well? Was, were they the same? Uh, or was this, uh, man, we can't believe we lost a game, specifically back-to-back and a game after we had an off day? Well, it cleared out pretty quickly, including Eric Bledsoe. He did not stick around and talk to the media, which he usually does. And Bledsoe's had two bad games here. And he cleared out. The same thing I told you yesterday about Giannis Antetokounmpo, same thing last night. Sitting in front of his locker after the game, 30 to 40 media members out in front of him. He's got the feet in the ice bucket. He's got the legs wrapped up, and he's just staring. It's just an unusual scene. He's just – you could have took him, taken the same scene from Sunday night and replayed it on, on, on Tuesday night, and it was. He's just blankly staring ahead and – Three or, or 30 to 40 of us in the media are just, like, wondering what his next move is going to be. So, uh, that's a, you know, he, you could tell he was in some, some disbelief. Got up, he took a shower, came back, and he started talking to the media, and he was fine. I, uh, I think uh, that Budenholzer, I, I don't think he makes wholesale adjustments in the sense of starting to change his starting lineup and such. 
But I certainly think that there's probably a few guys, Bledsoe and Miritich specifically, that are on a little bit shorter leashes at this point. If they aren't hitting and they're not doing what it is they do and they're out of their game and they're not contributing at the opposite end of the floor, I I, I think Budenholzer may need to be forced to make – because th- this is all hands on deck. You don't – there is no – you lose this game and you're in real serious trouble. Yeah, and, you know, this is a – this is the pivotal game coming up, Game 5, when that series is tied at 2, and usually the winner of Game 5 goes on and, and, and wins the series. And, uh, I don't, you know, Bart and I, on our, on our morning show, we're going back and forth. I don't want to go too deep into the bench. I'm not talking, I'm not playing DJ Wilson. I'm not going to Tony Snell. I'm not playing those guys any major minutes or even, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. But Bledsoe, it's a matter of some of these guys playing better. Bledsoe's got to be better. I, I think Miritich, Miritich is, is a good player. All right, he just didn't fall in the tank in the last two games and three games. He's, you know, if you look at recent recent history, the three point shooting has not been very good. But that guy is a good player. He's a good shooter, and I want him on this team long term. But I, I think it's a matter of some of these guys just turning it around. They're it's a good team. They won sixty games in the regular season, Bill. I don't want to just throw everything out the door and you know change up the game plan. Sure, there's always adjustments to be made, but I still want those same guys playing. If you tinker with the starting lineup, you start Brogdon. I'm fine with that. Although Brogdon was terrible yesterday, um, that's fine. I just don't want major changes. I don't think Bud will do that. I don't think he'll make major changes. I I think what he does is he says, "Hey, we're going to try to stick with kind of some of the guys that got us here and see if guys can't get back on track." But if they can't, uh, I think at that point you start searching for combinations that are going to work, or if you have something out of the shoot, you know, where you can slow somebody down or maybe add some additional scoring. That's the thing is we get so caught up and yeah, they got to play better defense. But you got to score. You're not hitting your shots. You're getting wide open looks, and guys aren't hitting their shots. You're getting layups where guys are missing layups. I mean, yeah. it, it's not just about going out and playing better defense. They're getting second chance opportunities. They're out rebounding you on the offensive boards, and you, you're not. In, you were the number one rebounding team in the league this year. You're doing things very uncharacteristic of what you did all season long, and that's what's the most disconcerting. So last night, Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo play extremely well. Well, Giannis probably can still get more out of him. I want to see him take the team even more on his back. And, you know, I still think he's got to be more, look more for his shot rather than, uh, you know, trying to get others involved. But Middleton play, came to play last night. Those two were disappointing uh, on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Whereas Malcolm Brogdon and George Hill played great on Sunday night a lot, and they came back last night and gave nothing. So, you know, it's been a feast or famine. When one part of the team is doing well, uh, a couple of guys are producing, the others aren't. And when others aren't producing, you know, those guys are producing. So, yeah. uh, need to get everybody on the same page and producing on the same night. Otherwise, uh, you know, the basketball season is going to be over on Saturday night. Yeah, I, uh, it, well, I agree with you. I, whoever wins this game coming up tomorrow night is most likely going to win the series. You cannot lose this game and then go back to Toronto and hope to win. And just to get it back to the Pfizer Forum, I think uh, you got to come out swinging tomorrow night. I really thought I got to be honest. I when I saw Giannis drop the dunk early on in that ball game, drop the f bomb, flex up, uh, you know, the crowd was quiet. I thought, okay, here you go. This is the bounce back that we all expected. And I, I said this last night: Toronto's not afraid of Milwaukee, not in the least. They they just took it. They're like, okay, no big deal. We'll go just go out shoot you. We'll do what we've been doing all season long. And we'll just go and shoot. And the I, the Bucks don't have an answer defensively right now, other than just being quicker. And I don't know how you get quicker as a team. No, and you have to get better in your rotations too. Uh, too many, you know, the Toronto 
plays a part in that because their ball rotation on the perimeter, very, very good. Before you know it, somebody's got a baseline three. I mean, look at you have to go back and watch the film. So many baseline threes. Things are made quite a few, yeah. There's a lot of baseline. And, you know, you always forget the – in basketball, and Bill, you played, you know, you always forget the corner guy. You forget the guy who played. And you always forget the corner shooter. You always forget the guy in the corner. It seems like the Bucks are forgetting that a little bit with some of the corner shooters. Um, you know, I'm going to just – I'm going to watch that when I get home tonight from, from Toronto here and, and watch the replay and see what they didn't do defensively because I, I feel like the rotations were a little slow last night. And, you know, Bill, and they just keep rotating and uh, the ball around the perimeter until somebody gets an open look. And Brooke Lopez is, is too slow to guard Gasol on the perimeter. Can't he was he was he was uh, going after the ball fakes on Sunday night, and this time Lopez just was not getting out. And on switches, sometimes last night Lopez was on uh, Lowry. Now he dwarfs over Lowry, but Lowry will take that matchup every day right. and take him right to and take him right to town, and he did. Yep, he's quicker than he is, no doubt. Chuck, yep. get home safe. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the poutine, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you when you get back, man. All right, good stuff, Bill. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you. There you go, Chuck Freeman, obviously in the airport, trying to make his way back. Either that or he's ordering more poutine. Something something like that. Uh, he's the co-host of the Chuck and Winkler Show on our uh, flagship station out of Milwaukee, 105.7 FM, The Fan. And uh, also, uh, don't forget, uh, our Bucks coverage brought to you by Hupe and Abraham, the Q Club of Wisconsin. And uh, so many terrific sponsors along for the ride uh, this this season as you know, we continue on. But uh, good to, good to hear from Chuck and... And also our friends at Robert Hack Diamonds. Oh, my God, I can't forget Robert Hack Diamonds. Good God. Uh, thanks to them as well for all of our Bucks coverage. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.